Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by BlackRifleCoffee.com. Put down the water and grab a fucking drink. drink, 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 drink. Welcome to Drinking Bros, kids. We got a we got an awesome show tonight. One of this is one of my favorites. We got a comedian by the name of Butch Bradley. Um, you might not have heard of him as as much as the mainstream guys, but this is a comics comic who's been in the game for years, uh, learning from the best, and he's he's headlining at the Stratosphere in Las Vegas pretty much Monday through Friday. Jared and I. Uh, we're fortunate enough to be invited to uh, open up for him and do stand-up uh, with him on uh, one of the bills on a Friday night. Um, it's always packed, always a bunch of famous people rolling through. And he also does a, a bunch of USO tours, which is how him and Jared met. And uh, it's it's one of the, the, the best hours of drinking bros you will ever hear. Fascinating guy, really fucking funny. Uh, go check him out if, if you get a chance, if you're out in Vegas at the Stratosphere, uh, and follow him on all of his social media accounts. His name is Butch Bradley. But first, we got some sponsors who pay for this whole shit to be on the air. Uh, first and foremost, talking about BlackRifleCoffee.com. BRCC, what more can I tell you about Black Rifle Coffee that you don't already know? Um, I can tell you that they're, they're veteran-owned, but you know that. Uh, I can tell you that it's, it's the, the finest coffee in the land. You know that too. Um, but what you don't know about them is how much they give back. And uh, they donate a lot of coffee uh, overseas to troops overseas, uh, donate a lot of coffee to uh, first responders. And um, they are constantly, I, I would say, man, once or twice a month doing, doing charity events or work and, and, and always uh, donating time and or money uh, with their product and, and trying to get it out to the people as, as fast um, as possible. And they also just opened up a, a, new, uh, a new place in Nashville that's shipping it faster to you, which is, shit, I already thought I was getting it fast before, now I'm getting it even faster. Uh, great guys. Um, obviously the, you know, they, they co-host the show and they fucking own the company, but for real, man, uh, they got the best apparel and cups on the planet. Go to blackriflecoffee.com. Subscribe to the coffee club of the month program. It, it's, uh, that's your best savings. Use the one-time promo code of drinking bros for 20% off, or you can use revolution wink, wink. Uh, for 20% off is a, is a one-timer in case you've already used the other code. Don't say anything. Don't be a dick about it and ruin it. Um, just use it and be on about your day, but use it on that coffee club of the month program. Uh, shows up to your house, same date of every month, and it's about $4 cheaper than Costco. They got bags and K-cups and all that shit. Big fans of those guys. Their apparel is, is top-notch, and they got some new shirts for the summer there. Uh, next up, we've got StrikeForceEnergy.com. Strikeforce Energy is a, is a day one homie. They're a day one homie. And uh, we love their products, man. Out in Vegas, everybody's fucking drinking Strikeforce, man. Doing it right. Doing it fucking right. Everybody's asking for it. Uh, they're getting bigger and bigger, and uh, we couldn't be more prouder of this company. They got four amazing flavors, original, orange, make America grape again, and lemon. They get a 10-pack, a 40-pack, and a 750-milliliter bottle. They also have a subscription of the month club, which I highly recommend. Great for summertime drinks, man. Fuck, even the ladies love them. And you don't have to buy a shit ton of monster cans. Um, you can just get Strikeforce Energy and call it a day. Pop it in a little LaCroix and be on about your biz uh, and some vodka. So uh, go to StrikeForceEnergy.com. Use the promo code DRINKINGBROS for 20% off. That's good every time, and they ship everywhere in the entire world. Uh, fun fact. Next up, we've got my book. We're talking about when darkness falls, he doesn't catch it. 27 days away, people. God damn it, man. Uh, I am 1,700 copies short of the New York Times bestseller list. That's it. That's it. Uh, just, I'm, I'm down to that. So if you were waiting and waiting to get uh, closer to the release, we're here. We're at 27 days uh, before the release of this thing. All of those pre-sales count towards the opening week of the New York Times bestseller list. Uh, it's pretty much the only way you can make it um, is opening week because all your pre-sales count for opening week. And then the following week, the sales 
start over again. Um, and you've got to buy the hardback. That's why the, that's the only thing available right now is simply for that reason is uh, uh, hardback is, is one of the categories that you can make it in. And, and that's the, I don't want to say the simplest, but it gives you the best chance. Um, the rest of it will be later, paperback and audiobook later on down the line. But uh, get it now. It's the sequel to A Night She Cries While He Rides His Steed. Please, please go to Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com and pre-order When Darkness Falls. He doesn't catch it. I would be greatly appreciative of it. Uh, next up, we've got GhostBed.com. <laughs> Sleep so good, it's scary. God damn. God damn right it is. Uh, the deals they were giving away for 4th of July were out of this world. A lot of people wrote in and they were like, yo, man, you weren't fucking lying about the deals at ghostbed.com. wasn't. Um, and for, for drinking bros and for our listeners, um, they've created a special site just for you guys. It's uh, ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. That'll give you the best deals on the planet. So like, you know, a uh, new mattress is a hundred bucks off. You buy a bundle package, it's $400 off. Um, and it keeps escalating. You get free pillows and all that shit. And they're only doing that for the Drinking Bros community. So go to ghostbed.com forward slash Drinking Bros. If you need a new mattress or pillows in, in your life, for real, it, it's it's the best there is. And we literally have, I, I think all of us have like two of them in our fucking house. And they have a pay-as-you-go plan, which is nice. So uh, it's, I don't want to say you're, you don't have to dump all your money at once, but you don't. You can just pay as you go, and that's that's a, an amazing option. Not a lot of companies offer that. But uh, go to the ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros for the exclusive deals on all of their shit. Uh, next up, we've got grill your ass off. Grill your ass off. Whew. Quickly, quickly becoming a fan fave with their beef jerky. Um, everybody's emailing us going, hey, man, you're not lying about the goddamn beef jerky being so addictive. I, I'm not. Um, they also have a subscription of the month club at grillyourassoff.com. The, the jerky I, I highlight the most, um, because it's, well, it's my favorite and I fucking eat it every goddamn day. Uh, it's hundred percent American beef. Um, you can get the all American pack, which is a four pack. It's a salt and pepper, sweet and spicy, a ridge and a cowboy style. Um, that's what I get. It's 25 bucks. And, uh, uh now I'm signed up for the subscription of the month club because I can't stop fucking eating the shit. Every time it's in the store, it sells out. Go there and buy it. Trust me. I look, it, I'm not lying about it. Um, go to grillyourassoff.com uh, and check out all their seasonings as well. They get chicken seasonings, steak seasonings, pork seasonings, uh, crispy, crispy avia. Uh, he even has his own spicy habanero blend. And uh, it's 15% off when you use the promo code Drinking Bros. 100% veteran owned. And again, you're getting fucking seasonings to, to grill out for the summer you might as well get it from a veteran owned company uh check out grillyourassoff.com uh you won't be disappointed we use this shit all the fucking time like that's that's legit uh next up we've got whoo we got a little battlebox.com battlebox.com man is look they're they were on the show before they're back um big fan of, of all of their shit um They've got a, it, it's a box of the coolest shit, like, uh, like survival shits. Um, I'm going to go through their list right now. Uh, they got a freedom box, um, which is like survival and tactical gear, but it's always like a fucking mashup of just the coolest shit on the planet. They got a sniper box. Um, they got a fucking day hike backpacking box, uh, repair anything box, base camp, active shooter, mass casualty box, response kits. Um, you know, jungle survival boxes. Uh, it's one of those things where you, you sign up for it and you just get a, a, a box of like the coolest man shit per month. There's four tiers. They range from $25 a month to $150. Uh, most people go with the, the, the top tier, which is the Pro Plus, because it comes with a free knife of the month. Every single month, you get a fucking dope-ass knife from these guys. It's like Christmas every single time that fucking box arrives. If you're a dude just looking for something exciting in your fucking life once a month, this doesn't disappoint and uh, look, your wife gets all the kinds of bullshit all the time. Why don't you just do something for yourself? Get a fucking dude box, man. Um, it would all of this shit combined would cost you much more if you tried to 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 buy it uh, individually. But don't. Just go to battlebox.com. It's B-A-T-T-L-B-O-X. Um, use the exclusive Drinking Bros uh, coupon off your first box of fifteen percent off. Uh, you can use Drinking Bros or Drinking Bros, and uh, and you won't be disappointed. Uh, last but not least, 
We're talking about Kimber. Kimber's making some of the finest firearms on the planet. Man, now that Kimber's a sponsor, I everybody is coming out of the woodwork of like, yo, can you get us hookups with Kimber? I'm like, no, I, I can't. Um, I can't. I can't give out my shit. Um, there, there. Everybody says this too. That, that no uh, gun collection is complete without a, a Kimber 1911, and I, I will agree with that. Uh, that is a, a true. Uh, and fair statements to everybody out there. And uh, they, they get a fucking shit ton of, of brand new uh, 1911s custom on their sites. Go to KimberAmerica.com. Um, and again, no promo code at Kimber because they don't have to. Like, that's how great their product is. And uh, you just peruse their firearms. It's one of those sites you can just sit on there like a car site and just dream about the cool shit you'd like to own from Kimber one day. Uh, we're grateful to have them on the show, and we fucking love, love their firearms. Go to KimberAmerica.com and, uh, and, and check out everything they got. Best in the biz. Some of the best in the biz. We love them. We love them. So without further ado, here is Butch Bradley. Vegas. We're going we're going way up. Oh, you we're going way up, Jared. No. We need your best today. This we, we is need my your best. best. We need your finest energy and uh and I'll tell you why, Jared, cuz we got a special guest here. We got Mr. Bush Bradley on the yes. show. Yes. Oh. One of the funniest comedians in the business right now. Uh would you call it a residency? I have yeah, I I'm one of the on, I'm the only like unfamous guy on Las, in Las Vegas strip to have a show. It's weird, right? <laughs> I'm at the bottom of the top. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm literally like I'm literally at the very bottom of the top. I I like I don't want to jump around but I just got that little movie role and I was the very bottom dude in the movie. But <laughs> but I'm like I'm in the aquarium. Yeah, I'm in yeah. this fucking thing. Yeah. I'm swimming around people it's are saying big. hi. It's big. There's yeah. big fish in there. I'm a little nervous. I, I wanted to be here. I'm like, I'm as good as some of these fuckers. You know, like, I saw Vince Vaughn on set. He kind of looked at me and went the other direction. But Peter Billingsley said hi. Yeah. So I'm fucking in there, you know? I'm in there. <laughs> and on the strip, I know a lot of the uh, headliners, they come to my shows and stuff. And there's... It's weird because in some ways there's a ton of pressure, and then I know guys like you, and I know all these like incredibly talented people. But I have to fucking earn it every night, or they'll just come in and go see you later. See you later. Which was special about having you guys close my show last night. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) I honestly knew. I went. You know what? I fucking love these guys. The military's done so much for me. I've toured with them. I love them, what they've done for the country. Fuck it. If I'm going to lose my show, these guys are going to lose it over these guys. I figured you guys would have hired me as like coffee bitch for a while. You know what I mean? Of course. You'd be like, Butch, your residency went till when? October? All right. You're in charge of coffee. Exactly. You know? Exactly. (laughs) But you were funny. You're always funny. And I just met you and you're fucking hilarious. We we just met. um, I I mean, we had sex last night, but- It was um, beautiful. Beautiful. It was. I always wanted it to be with someone that would verbally abuse me, you know. It, well, and I verbally abused myself too. After that was that, <laughs> I was uncomfortable with you I hurting know, yourself. He's weird. He likes to he likes to look at his own ass in the mirror and talk shit. To I it. do. I do. I talk to myself. He started to cry, and I said, "Look, you're much better than that. Focus your abuse on me." I, and, and then the, you pulled out. Those were tears of joy. I, yeah. want, I want to have you know that. that those was were wonderful. tears of joy. Yeah. Now you, at first glance, look like a nice guy, but you have that look like on Dateline, where you're like the the Harvard graduate son who like secretly killed like 10 people very menendez and and then i buried that and then i saw you today and i've been hanging out with you you're a brilliant dark soul i love it yes uh very menendez too where it's just like i do look like that guy like the the good looking dude who who comes home murders their family (laughs) right and then ends up on like a special where you're like oh my god i never knew he had everything he had everything no no he he gives he gives the signs like like he doesn't let a single bartender j- baby Jessica him. I don't. I don't drink well. <laughs> I don't drink well, and that's a fun fact about me. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. remember the last bar we went to, it was like, oh, well drinks are four dollars, and I was like, I'm not baby Jessica. Yeah. You're not putting me in the fucking well. <laughs> Give me the goddamn gray goose. Give me the gray. Nobody put the baby goose. Jessica in the well. Back in the well. Right. Yeah. Back in the well. Yeah, yeah. I heard she went. She's still back in that well, by the way. <laughs> she. Well, wait, it's, it's kind of like being back in, into the womb where you want to go back again eventually, and it's like, yeah. She's in the well now. 
Listen, she's in the well. If in she did a podcast from the bottom of a well, she'd take over the industry. We should oh we God. should find her because what? We she's probably give her a she's podcast. She's my age. Yeah, thirty three ish. Oh God! Like, could you imagine if you had bottom of the well with baby you Jessica? Imagine, no, all of your shows were shot inside the well. You bring the guests <laughs> down with you in a, in a you know in a pulley. Funny in fact: well her head is still Jessica. shaped like a well. Uh, Dude, what if very what if we had her come on the show and I had sex with her? Oh, it wouldn't surprise me, Jared. I wouldn't be shocked by that. It'd be well. Yeah, uh, <laughs> nailed it. Boom, boom. We nailed it. Like, like that would be my claim to fame. I would tell random people that sit next to me on the plane, "Hey, I fucked baby Jessica for a while." Oh, really? I mean, she's older. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, she's older, but we were still in that well. But she still, like, she still yeah. goes my well. baby. She, yeah, exactly. She still goes my baby. <laughs> she, she puts a foot of water in the bathtub and makes you fuck her in there just because she, she likes being back in that just a little amount of water. Oh yeah. She, she doesn't black, need to use a spigot. You have to bucket the, whole, the water in. Yeah. It has to be a pocket. She blacks out the bucket. whole, the whole bathroom. It's, it's just, it's like fake rock. Yeah. Oh, Subway oh, tiling, but it's rock. A silhouette of a miner. Yeah, yeah. yeah like up, up on the wall. There's a light from above. A light from above. It's kind of down where you're Honey, like, oh, God. Could, could you Dude, it's weird. She sleeps in a suitcase. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Makes me just zip her up in there uh, and just pour a bucket of water over uh, the top. She was in that well for a long goddamn time. Dave, can you look up her well days Seven years. Seven years. Producer like Dave, can you look up that? Hours she was done that. high school when she got out of there. I don't know. I feel like she was in there for a long time, just like those those Thai kids that are stuck in that cave like Those right kids now. are in a lot of trouble. God bless them. For yeah. real. Boy. A Navy I, a SEAL died. Uh, a, a Thai SEAL yeah. uh, tried to yeah, get yeah, in yeah, there yeah. and yeah. died. Why was a soccer team in a cave? Great. That's what my wife asked. So like, I, on another show, she was like, hey, I, saw I that, understand when and I, I saw appreciate the headline, yeah. I yeah. couldn't stop like just going... What? Like I, I was their coach to led say, them in there. Florida man. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's it just the headline said you know uh, rescuers still attempting to get to soccer team stuck in cave. Why did they, why what? did they go to the cave? Yeah. Seriously, it's Thailand. If you want to get a boy alone, you don't have to go into the caves. You don't. Right. You yeah. D- right. It's but 30. still, it's only thirty. Uh, they can't get anyone back there. How did a whole fucking soccer team get before back the there? before the water oh, came up? Yeah. Uh, okay. Those All poor right. kids though. It's crazy how many people are trying they said they're going to teach him to scuba dive holy shit i've tried to scuba dive and there wasn't my life wasn't no. on the line and imagine being a, a kid yeah I imagine a being a kid yeah. yeah i tried to do it in cancun in a pool you know they certify you in a pool <laughs> right, you know, right. i panic then Same i'm here. not a child in a fucking cave <laughs> right how what's the well number for, for baby jessica how long was she in that well dave 58 hours oh my god how they old mean- was she four 18, oh, oh my God! Boy, there's a good parent. An 18 month old. Whoa! For what about the hours. parent? I, I I put those parents up there. With That's Harambe why they called parents. her baby Jessica. You yeah. imagine the arguments? How old is she? What year was she born? 70, 86. Oh my God! 32. Holy shit, Jerry! You date. knew that. You could date. You, you should, could date. See if she you has a Twitter account. Her. She should. God damn it! Oh, well, man. fuck you, Jessica. Was it a water birth? <laughs> I'm kidding. On those two kids. <laughs> um, God, <laughs> that's probably the worst joke I've said in a while. God, you know, uh, how did the, she get in the well at 18 months? Like, was her mother like, we've got to go out to the well to get more water. That's I'm bringing I, the baby. I don't like the way you hold her. That's the way. I, that's what I don't understand. Because we have Matt on our on our show has got a well yeah. at his house. So I'm wondering if it's just. You've been having well water in an actual well. I, I Look, I don't know the, the difference. I've always had indoor plumbing my whole life. Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand how wells work. Well, you can have well water in indoor plumbing, though it can pull from the well. But I think this was a, a well well. I'm going to leave that alone. I don't I'm know. Gonna, I, I only buy houses that have non wells. I'm a non well guy. That's right. That's, that's, bad, that's, that's right. worse for you. Because well, I got kids. Well water is way better for you. How many children do you have? Uh, I got, I've got one now and one's about 30 days away. So, are you? How are you going to explain this period of your life to your children when they're old? Baby Jessica, I'm going to say it was irresponsible parents. Yeah, <laughs> no. Uh, th- th- this period of what's going on right now? Yeah, your craziness on like being heard on the radio and pod podcast. And yeah, that's it, it's funny you ask. So between this show and my other show, Ross Patterson Revolution, I've done 550 episodes. Cool. So. There isn't anything that I probably haven't talked about in my life. Right. But they're also going to know how disgusting and everything else I am. Uh, but then all the movies I've made that are super fucked up. Yeah. They're going to watch those and be like, there's no way. Like, it, how do you explain Pool Boy Drowning Out the Fury to... You know child? what's great? I think your children are going to be wonderful, but they're just going to be 
born in that fucked up environment, so they'll be fucked up like you, so they won't know that they're fucked up. So here's what happened with that. <laughs> I tried to, and this is, a, this is a God's honest story. So we moved out of Los Angeles to give them a like a normal life in a normal city, right? <laughs> right. And I commute back and forth. So I'm trying to give them the opposite, like the like a childhood that I had. Right. It's totally normal, and then hopefully they don't figure it out till later on down the road. And then by the time when they're old enough, I can sit down and talk with them and say, hey, guys. So here's how dad made all this money. And then get into it. And never go into the basement. Yeah, but if they read, you know, when darkness falls, he doesn't catch her night. She cries while he rides his seat at an early age. I'm fucked. Like, because it's super aggressive comedy where you're just like, oh, why was there a sex scene with Harriet Tubman? You know what I'm saying? Like, no, because if you read that as a kid, you'd be like, what the fuck is going on? Well, if you read that as an adult, you know, I mean, this is, you know, but that's your brain. You know, that's why the the art world, and especially with all the rules, the more rules there are, the better it is. I mean, right now, doing pure stand-up up there, you know, I'm trying to maintain a casino with stoned. Now it's changed in Vegas because now I got half an audience high, half drunk. It's 10 o'clock. They've been in the sun. I want to have a section that's, like, really smart and funny and maybe affecting, you know, and you found your niche where you can say whatever the fuck you want. And if they come along, they come along. If they don't, they don't. If I don't give a little bit of a bookend to my show yeah. and I have a strat exec in there, they might be like, you know, you know. Fuck you, this guy. Yeah, fuck this let's, guy. He was a little out there. Let's, and get, that, let's get the fourth place finish from, from last comic standing. 100%. That's what the problem is of being at the bottom of the top. Yeah. I have to. I'm actually on the ground, but I also kill a lot of the other bottom fish. Right, right, you right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, but back to you guys, last night was fun. I think you had huge balls doing it. I know you guys do a lot, but stand-up's hard, and you had done stand-up for some years. Years. It, it's it, it's different, though, because going up with somebody else is also different, too, where yeah. it's typically... Going I, up, having not practice. Yeah. I'm which, glad you guys respected my residency so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but here's the thing, like... Because a lot, a lot of people don't understand, like, that's your job, that's your living. We're not going to go in and fuck that up for you. And the people that do are just cocksuckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, everybody knows comedians like that well, who are, who will burn it down oh, for anybody else and not give a fuck. At this point, and then they'll I walk know them. Right. Um, and then they, they don't you look like a long Explain career. what that means. How, do, how does a comedian that goes and burns an audience, okay, so what bur- do they do? Burning a crowd, like an example, I have a lot of great friends like yourselves who pop in. And I'm like, you know what? I mean, there's a lot of reasons I did that with you guys guys and flip to host and uh but some guys will pop in and go hey i want to do five say you were closing and i'm like look the show's not about us tonight these guys are closing and the guy goes i'm just doing five and then he goes out and he he doesn't really tell jokes to raise the room he says hello to the hey where are you from where are you from with no 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 real mission here and he just dives the room and then he blows the light he's getting the light at seven and then he's at 10 and then he's at 12 and he closes his last three minutes with something strong and he gets his rocks off and walks off and he's like yeah i went a little long sorry well that guy was deliberate right those guys are deliberate those guys could get punched in the fucking face yeah and and, and, and to flip it by the way so in la um you'll have like guys like and i don't know if this has happened to you with these in particular comedians i was in la for 12 years the factory the store the improv i so so i saw it all you ever had dane cook come in and just decide he's gonna do two hours yeah and and completely obliterate the entire night we were just like yo I'll be lucky to get on at three in the morning at this point. So I was a part of the early Dublin's crew when, like, oh shit, so, Dublin's, yeah, dude, so, Dublin's back in the day was yeah, the jam. So MySpace just was ending, and Facebook was opening, and the Laugh Factory was jammed because Dane was big on MySpace, yep. and then the Facebook. He was the first guy that said, "You got to start. Uh, you got to get on MySpace. You got to do social media." He was like a real smart geek. He like, was the first like rock star comedian in the social media space. Where, dude, that guy was. <laughs> selling out arenas man a lot of guys hated him and and here's an exact quote i was out front of the laugh factory we were absolutely packed 2003 four five six and uh someone goes you know fucking dane i go dude i just did an interview with the rolling with rolling stone yeah let dane fucking murder just worry about your spot yeah exactly but you know when doing two hours when you're you know when ego comes into play that does suck. There's very few Chappelle's on the earth. Oh, that's right. There's one. Yeah. So, yeah, when Chappelle went up and I watched him do two, three hours, it was legit. Oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. The whole fucking three hours, I'm like a little kid in the balcony at the Laugh Factory or in the back of the room at the store at one in the morning going, yep. 
oh my god this is so fucking epic because i don't have prior i get chappelle I, carlin's gone i saw late angry carlin same but that's, I have that's, that's what i saw too was late yeah. angry carlin and, yeah. and those little magical jewels of being a comedian i get to walk in and run up the street and catch him but uh as much as uh, you know i respect what dane did i respect that he got he's not that chappelle guy he's not all comedians aren't the one you want to listen to you could be hilarious and you're an actor or you're just hilarious yep. and you're pop rocks and you're fucking moment's gone but there are Chappelle's you yeah. know and that's that's what it's about you know Paul Mooney you know no one really knows who Paul Mooney is I, I do you but dig on, are you a fan of Paul Mooney I'm a fan of every 10 minutes that shows up on him where he's like an hour in and I'm like oh my god he hates me and then for 10 minutes I'm like fuck I think I hate me too after hearing him for 10 minutes <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> fuck white people what yeah, the fuck this yeah. guy's a genius uh, yeah I'm I, a piece of shit and I didn't know it I, I could never get down on Mooney well, but I love that just digging into that fucking dark place with his genius brain right or wrong it's right he's a comedian's comedian where comedians love him i, I don't think because he never really mainstream he never really caught on mainstream yeah where it was just like oh we're like like what every white person loves Chappelle, all across america yeah, any yeah. age oh i fucking love Ch i never heard anybody say i hate dave Chappelle. Whereas Paul Mooney, there's a lot of people who are just like, fuck that guy. Yeah, well, you know, I see myself as an artist. I see us as like witches and warlocks. I walk half in the physical world. I'm so out there. If I didn't have this circus world that we're in, I'd be fucked, you know? Right. I, I, I love being in there, and I don't see myself as like one thing, like white or whatever. I'm aware of all the other, you know, yeah, all the other yeah. differences. So when I'm listening to the comics, I want them to say something big that's funny but makes a point. I don't want to be lectured. I might believe in some things, but don't fucking lecture me. I'm not going to get up there and lecture or preach. And and I, I like when they get way out there and they don't give a fuck. It's almost like they jumped off of a building and from the period of the time before they hit the ground, they're going to say some shit, like as if they don't know the ground's coming. That right. is fucking hot. Yeah. I'm like, this guy doesn't know the ground is coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and Jared and I, uh, we take interest in like comedians like you, some people who aren't necessarily famous, but we're yeah, just huge I'm fans. Far, I'm anyway. at the bottom, dude. You got to go all the way to the bottom of the aquarium, people. <laughs> I'm not even blue or green or yellow. You don't even know I'm in there. I'm yeah. not. A, I'm not a tropical color. I look all fucked up. I look like the oldest fish down there. <laughs> <laughs> my my one to circle back to this Dane Cook thing. My one Dane Cook story about him bumping somebody oh, was many it was, times. It was a weird because again, Jared and I like weird people that necessarily a lot of people don't know about. So there was a, a comedian who I'm a huge fan of that I'm friends with now. His name is Nick Thune. Oh yeah, no Nick Well, yes. guitar dude, beard, love yeah, him, love Thune. So. I tried to get him to do one of my movies, and uh, I wasn't pushing. His his uh, manager was Dave Becky over at Three Arts Monster, who's got Louis C.K. All this Monster, shit. Yeah, they don't want to hear small offers for independent movies. So, anyways, I kept calling about him, and then finally I hit up Nick through social media, and I said, "Hey, man, I'm a fan. I want you to do this movie." Dave Becky has this fucking script. Just get the script from him and read it. And it, uh, he hits me back, and he's like, you, "You really want me to come do this movie?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he goes. Well, if you're so much of a fan, come down to the comedy store, come see my set, and then we'll chat afterwards and fucking hang out. And I was like, dope. What time do you go on? He's like, I go on at like 10, 10, 15. And I was like, awesome. <coughs> Dane Cook comes in, does two and a half hours, bumps him. Uh, Carlos Mencia comes in yep. after that hour and a half, bumps Ugh. him. Nick didn't go on, so I, I think it was 2.30 or 2.45 in the morning. Does like a 15 minute set, gets off at 3 a.m. And better than both of them, probably. Y yes. More more refreshing. Oh, it, and it was. I mean, I'm not saying Dean's not great. I'm not saying. I don't like Carlos, but he's he's definitely Lights whatever. Out. But. So, so I, I go in the, in the parking lot and uh, I, you know, I wait for him after the show. And Nick's like, man, that's a real fucking bro. Like that you just sat through nine hours worth of, of me getting bumped. Saved you a hundred grand. Totally. And so <laughs> I, he ended up doing the movie and then uh, like two more after that. I love Nick Thune more than life. But the Dane Cook thing, like Jesus Christ, you were already, to me, you were already famous. You were already Dane Cook at that point. Massively famous. Millions of dollars. Why are you going and doing two and a half yeah. hours and just bumping everybody and on a, you know, on a Thursday? Yeah, or, but why not, uh, like, like from me, I would say, why not go do that in Seattle? Right. Like why do it yeah. in LA? Yeah, because the people that are all sitting in the well, crowd in these places well, in LA well, are not 
and all the comics necessarily in LA are trying fans to are make all it in the business, and now you're bumping their time. Well, you're not. You don't need to do what they're doing at their point. No offense to a lot of the guys on the lineup at Comedy Store, because when I was going through the Comedy Store, I don't go as much because it's not enjoyable to me. Because it looks like guys masturbating to their own reflection. Yes, you already got everything you ever needed. Uh, the classy guys, Chris Rock, Sandler, these guys come up. Like, Chris Rock has a hat on, and he bumps me. He's like, hey, Butch, could you think you could tell the host I'm here? I need to run 15. Uh, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Chris. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck. He was yeah. so polite. I thought so. And he had a hat. I run over. I go, yo, Chris Rock's here. He wants to do 15. This was regular of the classy murderers. Sure. And I was like, yo, uh, you know, light the guy. That's what you do. Just say Chris is here. Yeah. Chris goes up. He's like, you know, all these guys are here working. Uh, almost the same speech Sandler would give. And he's like, I just want to run some notes. You guys work out with me. He's playing. He's talking. And he goes, you know what? I'm at about 13. I'm going to get off a little early. Thank you, guys. My special's coming out in a year. I'm just working it out. Good night. Those other dudes are like, I don't know. Maybe they don't feel like they fulfilled something because they maybe they don't feel funny. That's a fucking weird thing. They yeah. don't. They, or maybe they know they're not as funny as the guys the legends, right. who the legends are. They haven't said their thing. I don't think you're going to say your thing by just keep going in front of everyone until accidentally you go, oh, fuck, gold. It yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah. happen that way. Yeah, that's, that's the way you I know? feel. I, and I remember one of my last uh, stand-ups, because I quit. I, I stopped around 22 years old. Because um, at that point, like I was doing a bunch of movies, getting a bunch of movies. I just didn't have time anymore. And like I remember my reps just saying, hey, man, you, you should either focus on either writing scripts or fucking stand up, you can't do both and keep hopping from club to club because you have to write at night. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, all right, cool. And I was at uh, the comedy store in, fuck, I, I want to say 2000, maybe 2001. And, and Andrew Dice Clay came in. Yeah, that I just got there then. Hour and 45 <laughs> minutes, bumped everybody. And I was just like, and he's still telling the same jokes from yeah. 10 years ago. And you're just like, I love this so much. I eat the corn yeah. out of his shit. And I was like, oh, God you damn know, it. It's funny because some of those guys, I came in from, I, I my first time in, uh, I started stand-up in Boston because I had like a real job. I was older, but I was really miserable. And I thought I better quit this job and go find a job I really like. I could easily get a job I, I, I don't like if this doesn't work. I went to Boston. The group ahead of me, five, six years ahead of me in the room. It's Bill Burr at a table sitting with Patrice. Dane is on the first laptop I've ever seen. I didn't even know what the device was. <laughs> He's typing in the corner, and I was like, what is that magic? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm in there, and I went up to Patrice, and uh, I said, dude, I'm really scared. You know, they tell me you're a dude who's been doing it. And Bill Burr's watching, and Patrice goes, uh, well, just get ready to eat it. And then he tilts his head to the sky, and he laughs a laugh so fucking loud that it like shuddered my body of like he knew i was good and they were excited they're like this guy's going up for the first time let's watch how, how did you do first time i did well second time i ate it but i was always nauseous i stared at the steps at nick's comedy stop and i kept thinking i should just leave i should just leave i should just leave and this is so strange i've never really told anyone a woman with long dark hair tapped me on the shoulder and she goes you're gonna do fine just go over and get and i was like who the fuck was that magic woman? But the point is, when I got into comedy from being from New Jersey and Boston and those kind of animals, when I got to L.A. and Dice was about to bump me, I said, hey, I'm supposed to go up for 10 minutes. Right. And the host is like, you have no, don't talk to Dice. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah, a yeah. human. Yeah. I'm like, Dice, can I blow out my 10? I, I really would prefer not to follow you. I'm just trying to like get comfortable with the environment. He said, fuck yeah, no one ever asked me. Yeah, you can. No shit. I well, do the same with celebs all the time. He, he's, well, I will say this about Dice. He's an intimidating guy because he's a big dude. Yeah. And, and he's, you know. I, he was cool. Yeah. I think he was shocked. I went over and said, excuse me, sir. Yeah. Can I please just knock out, you know, someday I'll be at the bottom of the aquarium. Maybe I'll help you. Because yeah, I, no. was, I, was, <laughs> I was young and, 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 dude, young comics weren't going up it to Dice asking him. It was all intimidating. Yeah. Young comics don't go up to Dice and say, hey, man. Can you wait while I just do my, like, 
it would it would have seemed foreign to me. Er, an early Dane at the Laugh Factory, I bumped heads with. He would get. He was not quite himself. I'm weird. I understand dudes. Once I understood, he dealt with anxiety and fear and all. I was cool with him. But he accused me of some stuff early on, and I was like, dude, I don't do anything. I'm in. I'm in the Laugh Factory trying to like live, you know, trying to survive. And uh, I I literally threatened him, and I I dragged him out of the club. And uh, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm gonna fuck you up so that when you go tell people that I have taken material or whatever it is you think I did, they know never to say that to me. And no shit. I said, because I have my family I love and I love comedy. I go, I've got nothing. I got zero, dude. I gave up my whole life to come here, live in a studio apartment, which I share once in a while with Tony Rock. Like, <laughs> like crazy. We're broke. We're walking to gigs. We're walking from Sycamore and Hollywood to the Laugh Factory in hopes that Matt, you know, that yeah, someone yeah, yeah. will go, hey, we want you to play a fucking, you know, a heckler in a movie. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, those dreams. And then, um, you know, and I, and I said, dude, Dude, put your hands up. I was screaming at him. And he said, please stop. He said, I'm sorry. That's not true. I just, you know, I, I have serious anxiety. You're bugging me out. And and he told me a little bit about himself. I shook his hand. I said, it's over. I said, I'm sorry I yelled at you. I said, but don't ever talk shit about me again because for you might not get it, Dane. I'm like, but a lot of us are fucking really in the trenches trying to make it yeah and you can affect them by whispering that in the wrong ear so, like so, you know so, come to me as a guy and uh mitch mulaney fucking murderer who ended up passing away at a young age from uh, a diabetic from diabetes sad loss uh the only guy the only guy from oakland a white guy in an all-black neighborhood the only guy that i really believe that really was that guy he's yeah. friends with the wayans and everybody he walks up to me and he goes, you shook his fucking hand. I should slap you across the fucking face. He goes, as much as I love you. And the next night, I'm on at the store with Chappelle, him, Mitch, and uh, somebody else. And uh, Dane was walking towards me. And Mitch goes, don't shake his hand again. I'm just, I lose respect for you every fucking day. Because, you know, Dane was rude to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I went forward. I became friends with Dane. I, l I understand that we're all fucked up. So I just let it go. Well, and then let me ask you: Was this was this? I guess the pre point of me saying that was I what was is he doing myself. now? Well, well, hang on. Was this pre-Rogan choking out Mencia? Uh, that was the Rogan Mencia thing happened. Did that out. really happen? Yeah. Well, he, he got down? up on stage. I didn't know he choked him out. I know he got up on stage, and it was a couple years later. But that was embarrassing to me too. Watching Rogan get on stage and call out Mencia, I was like, are we in high school? The stage in the comedy store is sacred ground. Why is, are you bringing is high that on school video? to it? Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. What is yeah it's he, on what YouTube. Does he, do? he tells him he's a hack and he's using someone else's material. You know, Stealing jokes, Yeah, Rogan was like the joke police cop, you know, and, and he apologized, and I get it, and a, a lot of guys love Rogan, and I respect him. I think, like, he's really carved out an incredible, you know, uh, he works so hard to get to where he is. And, you know, he seems like a nice guy now. But in the early days, he was a bully, man. He just wasn't – I didn't – I just didn't dig him. I, I, you know, and I coming from where I grew up in New Jersey, Atlantic City, there were a lot of guys that were aggressive. So it's just, you know – but he's changed. He's, he seems nice now. I just didn't dig that. I think success – does that though where it's just like i think once you have enough money and you feel comfortable enough that you've made it well, then it's just like all right great i don't need to prove myself anymore yeah i've already proved but myself then again, and, there's it's a, and it's insecurity my world is full of insecurity you know comics oh yeah was I funny tonight and i'm sure is you know i mean joe rogan's got to be one of the most sec secure successful guys out right now but yet he's not Chappelle. he's not carlin he's not prior right but you know, uh, I'm sure in his comedian head, once in a while, he's like, that probably swims. Even though he's got it every fucking dream. You know, he's lived every porn most people have masturbated to. Yeah. I mean, in life. not oh, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure he's a comic. I'm sure he's like, fuck. You know, they didn't laugh at that joke on the ninth minute. He, You know, yeah. the, the guy's a fucking murdering writer. Yeah, so yeah, I'm sure yeah. he goes somewhere. I guess we're all just crazy. So I accept us as uh, in the circus the Danes and all, but I do because I started Comedy Boston. I'm from New Jersey. I tend to go right to the source and go, hey, we're going to have to eliminate this shit because I'm not healthy. Yeah. I might, I might swing at you. Yeah. You I, know? And I want to touch on that uh, doing comedy from Boston because a, a lot of people don't know this. Boston ha has a crazy, amazing comedy scene unbelievable there is uh, there is uh, uh, name all the famous <laughs> co comics from boston because uh, there was a documentary about it from from the 80s you're on. right 
um, that was fantastic. I don't know if you caught of, it. Of course. I couldn't even believe I saw it. So all those guys in that documentary, uh, like, you know, uh, Lenny Clark, uh, you know, the original the original crew, Don Gavin, yep. um, you know, Kevin Knox, uh, all of those guys were my host when I was an open micer. Because in Boston, ah. they put the Kings as the host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is what I tried to do last night. But You were great. Yeah, no, no, I know. <laughs> but, like, the headliner would host in Boston. Yeah. So I always wondered. Why are these murdering comedians hosting shows, right? And then they and they were confident like they were famous celebrities and they held themselves with like and they'd get on and destroy. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, Tony V and and uh and Kenny Rogerson, like who the fuck are these guys? I'm thinking. And then that documentary put it all in perspective. They're the guys that lit the rocket for American comedy to get noticed, you know. That and um and that's where Kennison came in, dude. Yeah, Sam Kennison. And, and yeah. the inside story from Don Gavin to me was was Kennison was this guy. He was going to come in. The Tonight Show was going to look at everybody. Stephen Wright, another Boston uh, murderer. Loves Stephen Wright. I Look, Dude, this, I think Thune is a lot like Stephen Wright. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that same delivery, that monotone. As close as you could be. Yeah. You know, minus, like, literally, Stephen Wright, I think, is like almost six jokes per minute. It's like mind-blowing. He's one of the best but, of all time, in my opinion. I love Stephen Wright. I could watch hours of Stephen Wright. Of course. Wright. Of yeah. course. The only guy I ever watched an hour, and I had a headache. A complimentary headache. Yeah. Like, I had a headache for like three days. For, so much. I was laughing so fucking hard I couldn't breathe. Yeah. But Kennison comes in. They all paid the Boston comics back then in blow. They would go blow or cash. And uh, Kennison sits down and goes, yeah, they're supposed to watch me. You know, these guys are reviewing me. And he, I don't know why I'm making him sound like Rodney. I don't have that gift. <laughs> so he's, he does all this blow. He gets up at Nick's. Place is mobbed. He goes up. Don Gavin tells me this. This isn't my story. This is from the real deal. He was sure. there. Kennison gets up on the stool. He's murmuring. He's mumbling. He's like, you know, falling out of the stool. The place starts to get mad. He goes, within four and a half minutes, they get Kennison off the fucking stage. They have to throw him in a, lim a limo. He's going to go across the town to, to the Dingho, where all of those guys started in the documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To this little Chinese restaurant. We all end up in Chinese restaurants. They feed him Jack. He's pounding Jack. Everyone's like, that dude's career is over. He fucking ate it. Everybody's here. All the newspapers in the U.S. are here. And, uh, He's done. No, they weren't. They were waiting at the Ding Ho. He drinks just enough Jack, gets stuck in just enough traffic that he comes down, gets up at the Ding Ho, and fucking annihilates. <laughs> All the guys get together late that night, and, and Don Gavin goes, I said to everyone, wow, his career's over, huh? And they're like, Don, are you fucking nuts? He annihilated. He's on every news station in the country. He goes, what? He goes, I helped carry him to the limo. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it, Kennison was his own fucking animal. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, I wonder if that shtick would have played out past... You know, he didn't live very long, obviously, but... Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know, but I mean, it, he was at the store, which I didn't really realize. He was at the store doing his own show weekly, and every celebrity from the 80s was coming in to watch everybody. him. Everybody. And, and, you know, and they were watching him and watching him, and then, you know, he started to party a little too much, and then it sort of faded, and then he wouldn't show up to the show for two hours yeah. with a room full of major 80s celebrities, and they were calling up to Mitzi's house, tell him to get the fuck out of the house and come down and do the spot. But, you know, I see a little bit of us in all of these monster celebs, and I've had my little moments. It must be nice to fail when you're famous, because yeah. if you fail before then, you're fucked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and I think about this, and you can tell me if this is true, like uh, Chappelle, right after he made it, right after Chappelle's show, um, he was on like Leno or somebody, and, and they were asking what what's the difference now when you go up, and he was like, man, I feel that people are already laughing at jokes I haven't told yet. Um, do you find that w when, with celebrities when they come in and do spots where it's like people already know them and it's it's just easy laughs for those guys? So just for the sake of anyone listening who doesn't know who I am, Butch Bradley, I I was at the factory for like. I would go like a mad dog. The Laugh Factory, to the by Laugh the way. Factory, the Laugh Factory, the store in the improv. And, yeah. On foot, yeah. I would double up, triple up, double up, triple up. I watched and followed everybody and was blessed to learn and get wiped off the ground. I mean, I followed Dane 10 times before I was able to follow at all. Like, just to, uh, not wiping me on the ground viciously. Uh, Chappelle, all those guys. I think that it's they're heroes for about a minute and 30 it's like deafening i saw rodney every night until he passed away and deafening 
But uh, Rodney, unlike a lot of celebs, that dude still wrote jokes until he was 81. So they have to, after the minute and 30 settles, right. I watched 8 out of 10 eat it horribly. Really? Yeah, eat it. Because it couldn't follow... The 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 you know you, you know the new guys all the new guys sure. you know or all the other animals in the room you know all the the Danes the Freddie Sotos who passed away a murder Mitch Mullaney's the the, the Brian Callens yeah. the Johnny Sanchez's the Brett Ernst you know all the John Caparulo all these fucking murders that no one really at that time are like hey I'm up next oh cool and right. the crowd's like okay you're great but we just watched uh, you know Chris Tucker or yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. you know. Know, and they had to do well. Chappelle always did well, though. Always. I never saw Chappelle. He doesn't fit. In, he's an. He's so. He's just really hanging out with you. He's yeah. really chill. Coffee. You know, I saw him cigarettes. With, is, yeah. is he still smoking cools on stage? Well, the every he's smoking vapes now. The first couple. He? he is. He yeah. moved to vape. His special. He was with a vape the whole time. Yeah. Right. Okay. But um, yeah, he. You know, I saw him when he had just got back from, he said no to Comedy Central. He was at the Laugh Factory, and he told us in the lobby. So many great stories were told to me in that Laugh Factory lobby. Oh, I'm sure. Where you're just like, oh, my God, this is why I do comedy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Kevin Spacey walked in and just goes, I have a joint. I need someone to smoke it with. And I was next to Ralphie Mann. He goes, well, you're in the right place. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that lobby. But Chappelle uh, came in after all of that, and he just... He humbly went up with coffee and a cigarette yeah. and talked to us for hours. hours. And, he, and he said, if you think your family loves you, I remember he goes, tell them you said no to 50 million and look around the room and see how many people still love you. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, oh, I'll never forget those words as long as I live. He was like, and wait until you find out who you're not related to who swears they're your fucking family. <laughs> Dave, get back there and take the deal. Who the fuck is this? Exactly. You know? It was very a lot of magical moments though through the factory and, and just uh, yeah, man. It's good gun, stuff. Gun to head, who's your favorite comic of all time? Um, you know, I was so lucky as a kid. You know, I was a little kid, Atlantic City. I was born. My mom was a waitress. Resorts opens up, first casino other than Vegas. She gets a job there. She starts walking me and my brother at 10 and 12 years old to go watch Rodney and Shecky and Don, Rick Don Rickles. I'd say watching Rickles as a kid. Rickles Rod is mine, by the way. Yeah, that's Rickles. Unbelievable. Yes, that's mine. Uh, I And I, I had a little role later on in life, and I was on the WB lot, and I jumped up and started going towards him, and he was surrounded. Dude, he hit It was like a dream. He goes, hey, hey, slow down. He goes, where are you going? He goes, I don't know what you're about to ask me. I'm not coming over for dinner. I'm not signing anything. I don't even know who the fuck you are. Keep moving along. You're right. I'm funny. Anyway, what I was saying was <laughs> he annihilated me, and I went, that was incredible. <laughs> That's all I wanted in my life was Don Rickles to fucking smash me on an open lot. Oh, that's great. Yeah, but I'd say Carlin, Rodney, Chappelle, Pryor, like that. And early SNL. Yeah. Yeah. Early SNL had a lot of good ones. I, I, I would go, uh, me personally, top in the world right now, I, I go Chappelle. Chappelle obviously. is unstoppable. His SNL set was everything I think a, a stand-up could reach. Smart, edgy. Live? Yeah. Live? It's impossible He's to go funny? on SNL and open yeah. up with a, a monologue. Usually they sing or do crowd work and audience questions and shit, but like... For Chappelle to get up there, like that's that's and, crazy. And man. he's not a bitter dick. He's not like no. anti any culture. He's not pro this or anti that. He has a human answer. He's like, this is fucked up. We should handle that. This isn't right. I'm not comfortable with that. He's just a way more evolved than most humans. You yeah. Know? So you know, the rest of us are fucked. It should be just stand up comedy, Chappelle, and everyone else should just stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I made it in the aquarium. I'm fine. I'll deliver coffee here. I'm fucking fine. <laughs> this guy said he's a producer. I haven't seen him do anything in two days. What the fuck? Dave. <laughs> Hashtag fire Dave. Fire Dave. Hashtag fire Dave. So, so what do you hope in your dream world? Like, you want to do movies? You want to do your own TV show? I had so many of these dreams. It was, I want to be on SNL, you know, and all these little treats have came to me through my career. I was in a documentary called Open Mike. You know, I did four Fergusons, three Kilborns. I did uh, top 10 HBO comics years ago. Yep. Uh, I, I got Montreal. I got this. I got that. All these things. I, I got to deal with Courtney Cox. And at this point, you know, truthfully, I'm in love. I have a great girl. 
I, I just put money down on a Doberman. Everyone's going to be angry. I am cropping <laughs> the ears. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I just want a home. I want to chill with my fellow artists, and I'm killing. I'm, I'm, I'm working every night like a beast. I do 50% new show. I'm preparing and hoping uh, someone comes along and I get a Netflix special. But truthfully, I'm happy, man. I'm just going to keep murdering. I just did the Steve Byrne, Vince Vaughn movie. Uh, guys like yourselves are, are like, you know, saying hello. I'm, I'm good where I'm at. I'm growing, and I'll be happy with whatever comes forward. I just got to keep getting on stage and murdering. You yeah. Know? So between my my dog and my girl, I'm happy. I'm yeah. doing well. That's a great. Nice. That's a great answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you think of Vince Vaughn being uh, friends, best friends with Peter Billingsley? That's a weird. It's relationship, cool, isn't it? man. <laughs> and you know what? If you don't know Peter Billingsley. He's he's way tougher than you people fucking think. He gave me a look the other day. I stole a selfie with him, which I'll show you. And you can see his face. He does not look like... He was just like, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> like, he straight up was like in dick mode. Peter Billingsley, by the way, is uh, Ralphie from A Christmas Story. Look how angry he is with that selfie. No way. Yeah, yeah. He was nice, like, but he bro. was just... He straight up gave me... I mean, it could have been Vince Vaughn. Like, I will punch you in your fucking face. <laughs> He yeah. gave you the Christmas story look. He, he did. He gave me a look like, you You fucking, I go, I know this is inappropriate. And I took it and I looked at him and he was like, you, like it was dick. Yeah, you know, yeah, if yeah. Vince and I could kick you down in an alley, we would. <laughs> but nice people. They're cool. I was with Alonzo Bowden. Bill Burr's in the movie. Ken Jung's in the movie. God, Bill Burr. Jimmy Yang. Burr. Jimmy yeah. Yang is yeah. in it uh, from Silicon Valley. Tons of great. And it's fun. It's like your world. When I'm in a room like that full of comedians, so many inside jokes are happening. Pure actors and actresses are losing their minds. And then yeah. com comics are like, you know, saying crazy shit. Like, but you have to move your seat. I got up. I moved like three seats. And the guy comes over. He goes, why, why did you move your seat? I oh, that motherfucker. So I go back to the other seat. And then um, another comedian comes over. He goes, dude, they're getting pissed. They're in the back on monitors. You got to sit and that over there, I'm like, are you guys fucking with me? You're going to get me fired. I got three lines. I go over to the other seat. They come back over to set the shot, and they're like, where's Butch? I go, oh, motherfucker, they got me again. <laughs> <laughs> like, like fun, you know? Just fun shit. Man. How did you guys meet, by the way? Uh, through our friend Scott. I That's a, a Apache pilot in El Paso. Okay, and you're you're not military, correct? No, I did. You, like you, but you've done a ton of... ton of Afghanistan and Iraq. Yeah. I was in Afghanistan. I, I was in Bagram, and I just got there after a bunch of, uh, I was with Avi Lieberman, and uh, a bunch of comics had just done a tour, and they landed, and they, the uh, commander of the base came in to greet them. It's really a huge honor situation, and if they don't get that Bob Hope real deal thing, yeah. they should not fucking be there. Uh, I'm really particular with who I go with. I ask them if they, you know, I really have a big talk with them because I don't want them ever to say no I don't to anything. These people were like, we don't want a convoy. We don't want to do this. He's like, you are in the Middle East volunteering to support people who are here to support you. Right. He went, load them up and get them the fuck out of my face. That's really rare. He got rid of them. So I land and the sergeant in charge of me was like, dude, I don't really have any shows. He keeps giving me attitude. And I'm like, yo, I'm not like them. I, I'm like, I've been to Afghanistan six times. I've been to Iraq twice. I've been everywhere. I'm down. I'm in. Let's do a show. Don't waste my time. Please, sir. These guys need shows. So I went down to the flight line because I knew all these guys, all the all the bearded ones. I knew. And, <laughs> and I see two dudes, creepers, and I'm like, uh, these are the guys I got to talk to. And I went, yo, where are you guys going? And he's like, huh? I'm like, we're comedians, dude. I got to get out there. I want to do a show. And the guy goes... He just laughs. He tilts his glasses and he goes, we're Blackwater and we have no armor. We're in a little fucking plane and you don't need to know about what we're carrying, but I'll give you a ride out there. Put me in, flew me out again with no paperwork. I landed. I got out at this little base and I went, hey, where are all the soldiers? And she was like, they're on the they're out on some patrol. And uh, I'm on the border of, I, th I swear, I think I was on the border of some crazy place. And his boy shows up with a Boston hat. I have a Boston hat. It's a Boston SF unit his buddy's attached to. And they're all on dirt bikes. And it's just dead silence in the middle of, it looks like a movie. And they're unloading mail. And I go, I go to the Blackwater guys. I go, what the fuck? And this guy in the dirt bike goes, yo, what's your deal? He's like grinning real evil. It's his boy. And he go, I go, we're comedians. He goes, you're fucking I go, I'm a Boston comic. He goes, what? He goes, 
I'm in charge of them now. They're under me. Everyone leave them the fuck alone. And I'm like, what? He starts making calls, and he goes, you're with me. Dirt bikes come out of the fucking village. And I go, to, I go, we have to take my guys. They're my ride. I go, can I knock out a show? They go, can you knock out a show in 40 minutes? I go, we can. They, we all get on dirt bikes. We follow his boy in dirt bikes all the way into a village. Everyone looked like they were local. No way. We go in. Right out of the movies, beards, Boston hats everywhere. And the guy pulls me aside and goes, what's your intention? I go, sir, if I can bring any relief and joy, that's all we were here to do. We happen upon your your friend here, Scott. He goes, all right. We go in the back, an open area under the sun. There's like 30, 28 people. They had just lost a couple of their guys. Uh, I go, Avi, it's the Tonight Show. You're going to open straight Tonight Show, no mic, flat-footed, just fucking kill, give your guts. They're all on these couches they have in the Middle East. These guys have furniture. They always make makeshift houses and forts. <laughs> really? Yeah, a little yeah. fake bar, a little bar in the back with like, and a guy walks up to me with uh, Tula Merdu. He pours it. I am dying of thirst. It's 115. I believe, me not wanting whiskey is a rare moment. He fills it. He goes, I looked at him. He goes, you are doing this. I do a shot. He gives me another one. Avi goes, I don't drink. He goes, you drink. He does two shots of Tula Merdu. He goes, that's a thank you from me. Beer. It looked like, you know, yeah. JT, but with glasses <laughs> yeah, and yeah, really yeah. angry. <laughs> and, uh, and then he went and sat on the couch, like, you know, and it looked like I was in a movie. Avi fucking destroys. I go up. I destroy. I'm up at, like, 19, 20 minutes. Blackwater raises their hands. I go, good night. Thank you so much for what you do. They jumped into action. We rode dirt bikes back, got in this fucking little airplane. I landed, and my sergeant was like, are you fucking nuts? I go, D-. he goes, if you didn't kill and do well, he goes, I don't know who you're with, how you're not in trouble. He goes, you must have performed for some special people because you should be getting arrested. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and then I come back to El Paso, and these boys were all there in animal form, and I was blessed to bond up with them. And, uh, and that's how it all happened. That's awesome. Jared Taylor finds the most interesting people in all walks of life. I'm glad you found Butch Bradley. Butch Bradley, this is the part in the show where we do the Drinking Bro of the Week. Drinking Bro of the Week is somebody that inspired you uh, coming up or is an inspiration today. Um, who would you like to give the Drinking Bro of the Week to? Ooh, you, you know what? I, you know, uh, Drinking Bro of the Week, who would I give it to? Uh... God, do you guys, you guys should get the award for last night, man. You know, <laughs> you guys should get it for, because I'll for tell you, yeah, yeah. For, for getting up on stage, doing in a tough, tough packed room and, and by not bailing and night. not bailing. Well, it's brutal. You two stealing character yeah. you killed. And yeah. you know, I, I give you guys the drinking bros of the week. You know, we'll take it. That was not, that was not the best work. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, it, it, it that room was so weird. Everybody would have bailed. I kept thinking, these guys are fucking earned. Man, three minutes in, six minutes in. I was doing your clock. I was like, oh, my God, they're going to do their whole set. And you were enjoyable. I was like, oh, I'm getting so much respect. <laughs> As every minute went point, by, yeah. I was like, I can't believe they're up at 14. These guys are fucking going. When you look out and there's a guy in a wheelchair. Um, <laughs> heckling. That guy was heckling. heckling. Well, in a wheel. But no, no, no. <laughs> but he had to dip in. He was missing teeth. I don't even. I don't even understand where he was keeping the dip. It was all, just moving all over his mouth. And then the girl he was with, remember, she didn't want to say who she was or why yeah. she was there. And you yeah. were like, in the fucking witness protection program, like across the board. That was one of the strangest crowds now, of all right time. Right off to night. my left, I had I had one of our own that was hiding in the crowd. Like, and he was he was wearing a he was wearing a grunt style sweatshirt with a beard, and like he was he was. Being, you know, a typical tough veteran, you could tell that he was enjoying it, but he's not going to show you. Yeah. So like, so the, he yeah. kept me going because he he'd give the head nod. Like, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But that's all we're going to get out of him. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> of course. Either way, dude. Uh, we we had a blast. Thank you for having us <laughs> yeah. last night, Butch Bradley. Where can everybody find you on social media? Uh, I'm at the L.A. Comedy Club in Las Vegas, inside the Stratosphere. Uh, five. Yeah. Anybody that comes visits. Friday to yes. Tuesday. Friday to Tuesday. And you know what? If you're a veteran, you are my guest always. Now that sounds crazy but you are the owner owners matt chavez and joaquin it's an open door for all vets i do a ton here you should say you're a guest of mine you heard me on this podcast and you're a vet 
You're my guest. Come catch a show, you and your honey, uh, you and your boys, whatever. Come in, catch a show. Uh, L.A. Comedy Club at the Stratosphere in Las Vegas, Friday to Tuesdays. You can catch me on Instagram, Butch underscore Bradley. I'm on Facebook. And uh, just say hello, man. Add me. Keep me in mind. I'm at the bottom of the aquarium. Uh, Throw food low. 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 Bring a net. (laughs) Bring a net so you can catch it. Uh, Butch Bradley, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, guys. Jared Taylor, Ross Patterson, and Butch Bradley. Good night, everyone.